0: Joining me in studio right now, we're not going to break here, is a young lady who Bernard also loved, who is about to deliver a kick-ass to Max Rose out on Staten Island. Bernie really was a big, big fan of yours, and she's been on this show many, many times. That's our dear friend, Nicole Maliotakis. Nicole, how are you, sweetie?
1: Hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing well, but uh, hearing all these uh, tributes to, to Bernie is making me a little little sad. I mean, Bernie was a great guy. He had sharp wit. He had common sense, yeah. and uh, I mean, it's, he's he's seriously going to be uh, missed by so many people across our our entire city and and country. And I'll say this: he did come out uh, two years ago and headline a fundraiser for me because he did want to see me win this congressional seat. So I'm very appreciative to Bernie oh, for my all his support at, the support over the years. At one
0: point, Nicole, I actually said, "Are you Nicole's campaign manager?" Because he really was so invested in your campaign. And you guys got very, very close. You became good friends. In fact, at one point, you're like, are you ever going to put me on, Sid, or is it just about me and whenever Bernie's there? But he really did take a special interest in you and your campaign and was very happy when you beat Max Rose. He was not a very big fan of Max, as you know.
1: <laughs> well, look, I think, I think like most New Yorkers, he wants to see a two-party system. He's tired of one-party rule. He was fed up with what was happening in our city and our country, and... Uh, no, I'm appreciate, I really do appreciate his help. And I appreciate your help, too, because you've, been, you. you've been great to me as well, Sid. Thank you.
0: Well, you've got a big uh, election coming up next month. All signs point to an, an easy win. We never want to say that, of course. Like a football game, you're favored by 14 points. Next thing you know, you're tied with two minutes left. But it looks like you're well on your way to another victory. And when you do win this race, why will that be the case?
1: Well, look, I think, as we said before, we're facing a number of crises right now in our country and our state, and they are created under one-party Democrat rule. Let's be, let's be realistic about what's happening here. President Biden created a border crisis by repealing the policies put in place by President Trump. He has hurt our economy. The, the reckless uh, spending, his economic policies, his anti-energy policies have fueled inflation and hurting everyday Americans. Public safety in America's cities, states like ours, like Kathy Hochul, refuses to repeal the bail law. People are just fed up and tired, and they want to see the pendulum swing back to the middle. So I think you can see a lot of Democrats, a lot of independents voting Republican this year because they just want to see a balance. And Republicans have offered solutions. We have a blueprint. We've said day one we're going to be pushing our commitment to America. People can go to commitmenttoamerica.com and see how we're going to tackle these issues facing america that were self-created by the democrats
0: i'll tell you one thing that is uh really become a a a terrible story are the migrants in your borough on staten island going from door to door knocking on the door like they're trick-or-treating asking for money asking for help i mean that is insane that is unbelievable and yet the democrats don't blame the guy in charge joe biden has anyone knocked on your door by the way any of these migrants
1: Nobody has knocked on my door. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be going door to door later today asking for votes. Uh, but what I'll say is this. Um, this was another crisis created in our, our, by our president, ignored by our vice president. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer won't bring any of our border security solutions to the floor for a vote. And then you have Mayor Adams, who refuses to join our call to the president to secure the border. I mean, this is this is self-created. Four million people coming through our country um, sixty different from 60 different countries – and the vast majority of them do not apply for asylum. Right. They do not qualify for asylum. So they're not all asylum seekers. I think we need to differentiate between the two. But the mayor's wrong when he talks about the right to shelter policy of New York City. Right to shelter is meant for New Yorkers, homeless New Yorkers, citizens of the United States, not citizens of other countries. And we've asked the mayor to challenge that and get seek clarification from the courts uh, because that is really a major issue. It's becoming... Uh, a, a crisis in every borough now, yep, yep. and schools are overcrowded. Hospitals will be overcrowded. Look at how how crowded our hospitals were during the height of the pandemic that they had to put makeshift hospitals up. Right. What would happen if we face that again? We can't afford this influx, and the taxpayers of New York who are suffering to put, keep a roof over their head, to put food on the table for their kids, they can't afford this burden.
0: Agreed. And Bernie felt very, very strongly about the, uh, the border issue. Bernie felt very strongly about that. When you listened to Bernie, or me and Bernie all these years, and I know you're a very, very bright lady and a very successful politician, is it fair to say that every time you listened to Bernard you would learn something? I mean, a lot of people, including me, always thought Bernard was the smartest man in the room. Did you feel that way?
1: Bernie, Bernie was definitely smart. I mean, uh, look, he, he, he knew the issues we were facing, and he knew how to tackle them. And I, I think a lot of us see those solutions, right, because they're common-sense solutions. Fortunately, the Democrats who are running the city, the state, and the federal government don't, don't listen to Bernie and the advice that he gave.
0: Right. That's true. They don't, which is a good thing for us, actually. So right now, I think his wife, Carol, and his kids are listening. They know how much Bernie really loved you. What would you, uh, knowing that they are listening, what do you want to say to, to Bernie's family?
1: Well, first, I want to say uh, my condolences to all of you and to the entire uh, WABC family as well. I know that um, he's sorely missed by you, but I want you to know that he's also missed by by me and countless New Yorkers who listen to him every day. And I think uh, there's going to be certainly a void here on the Bernie and Sid show, uh, and it's going to be tough, uh, tough, tough to follow without him. Uh, but I just want his family to know that um, he left a legacy in our city. Uh, he was right on the issues he was right on the solutions, uh, and I hope um, more people will listen to what he had said and try to implement some of those policies that just make sense to get our city, our nation, and our country back on track and I think he really just echoed what you know so many of us who are frustrated feel each and every day, but he did it in a in a witty way, in a fun way yeah. uh, where where people really enjoyed listening so i i can I can tell you in Staten Island, so many of my constituents love. Bernie, I yeah. uh, love you, Sid, and you. Uh, they're really sad about this, and I think it's going to be difficult for for all of us going forward uh, because it does leave a tremendous void in our city.
0: No said. So for folks who uh, want to vote for you, want to learn more about you over the next couple of weeks, where should they go this morning?
1: Well, please go to my website, Nicole4NY.com, and also take a look at CommitmentToAmerica.com because that's the blueprint that Republicans are saying, we take back the House We're going to address the issues, the crises that we're facing. We talk about how we're going to address indoctrination in our education system. Let's get back to the basics of reading, writing, and arithmetic. Forget about history revisionism and divisive sex and and race curriculum. Which, by
0: the way, Bernie also felt very strongly about, very strongly about that. Going back to our Tom Swazee argument, me and Bernard, but go ahead, yes.
1: No, with that, talking about how we're going to tackle inflation, address the supply chain issues, how we're going to address the border crisis, our Border Security for America Act that Nancy Pelosi refuses to bring to the floor. And Kevin McCarthy says when he's Speaker, we're gonna, the first bill we're going to pass is to repeal the 87,000 IRS agents yeah. that they're trying to put in to go after everyday Americans, our small businesses, medium businesses, whatever, to try to squeeze more money out of them. So we have solutions. We just need to have the balance of power. In Washington. And if we take back the House, I think people will be pleased that they see the Republicans pushing back against Biden and holding him accountable. So we have to have a big win. And again, my seat, by the way, on Staten Island in southern Brooklyn, only Republican voice in. Washington, we have to preserve it. I'm the counterbalance to AOC when she introduced that, you know, five, the five trillion dollar bill back broke agenda yep, yep. Uh, that we ended up killing, by the way. And then Joe uh, and Jerry Nadler introduced packing the Supreme Court. I'm the counterbalance to that, and it's critically important that we have two party representation in Washington. And this is a key seat, by the way, that we must hold if we are going to flip the House and fire Nancy Pelosi once and for all, which I know everyone wants to see done.
0: By the way, nobody more than Bernard. So, up in heaven, Bernard this morning is rooting for you in a big, big way, as I am. We both love you. Thank you for uh, stopping in today. We'll talk again before the election. Thank you for sharing some Bernard memories. We'll see you again very, very soon.
1: Thank you, guys. God bless.
0: God bless you. Nicole Maliatakis, folks, make sure you vote for her up against Max Rose come November.